Welcome to Philly Prime. I'm Dave Schratweiser. A big week in the news in Philadelphia. The first mayoral Democratic debate televised by Fox 29 from Temple University. Great show. Uh, It was an hour long uh, broadcast. Uh, Really, really good work. And some interesting things came out at that. But the big news breaking today is the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police, President John McNesby announcing this morning in a press release that the FOP, it's 6,500 members and 10,000 retirees are endorsing businessman Jeff Brown to be the Democratic candidate. We all know in this city where the registration is seven to one Democrats, that's tantamount to the election. Uh, They are endorsing Jeff Brown to be the Democratic candidate. Mr. President, welcome to the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. How are you doing today? Good, Dave. How about you? Good. So you picked Jeff Brown. Uh, Tell us why he's the candidate for you guys. Well, it's clear. I mean, for the last three years, those that are running now, and it's a crowded field, uh, were either part of city government, part of city council, uh, and they were absolutely 100% against police uh, in 2020 during the insurrection, 2021, 2022. Um, They all decide now to run for mayor, and they're going to fix everything that they could have fixed the decades they were in those positions, potholes, streetlights. and, you know, during that time, they attempted to defund the police. They uh, they voted not to increase our, our budget, not to bring any more recruits on or any more money for training. Anything that was for police, they were against. Mm-hmm. Uh, they voted for the driving equity bill. All of them pounded their chest and thought that's a great thing. We now know that's not. We're still in court fighting that. We just appealed that. Um, they voted to stick their nose in our contract. No other city union. No other, mm-hmm. uh, not 33, not district council, 47, not the firefighters, but police. They wanted to be more transparent to be able to put it out to the public at first. They mm-hmm. lost that fight. So everything that we did or we, we accomplished, they wanted to undo and they didn't want to give us any more. So we're not going to come now three years later with, with their hands out. and You know, we're not going to hug it out. It's mm-hmm. time to uh, put somebody in there that was not part of that, that, uh, that group of people, that clique, so to say. Uh, that were part of city council. Rebecca Reinhart on the report that she had uh, said that we were consulted on that, which we were not. She said that we had uh, seen the report before it was released. We did not. So she's not very credible uh, in our view. And we decided to go with somebody that's an outsider, a businessman. And look, let's be realistic. We're not going to get along with everybody that's in there. We're going to have our bumps in the road, Mm -hmm. but anybody right now uh, has got to be better than the group. And Jeff, uh, We've had a, a, quite a few sit-downs with him. Uh, we had some issues that we talked about were key to us, which is, uh, you know, bringing up our ranks um, and also uh, retention to keep the people here. Also some equipment, some building issues. Um, and he, you know, not not promising or giving away the store. We got a seat at the table, and that's all you can ask for is we get a seat at the table. I mean, uh, Mike Nutter, God bless him, when he was in, we had a seat at the table. We got a lot of, a lot of stuff accomplished. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we just don't have that right now. So, yeah. so uh, he touches all the buttons, John, that you want him to touch, recruitment, hiring more cops. Right. Uh, what's, what's the most important kind of thing in his uh, crime plan to you? Is that adding more cops? Because we do hear now 
pretty much everybody on in the group of candidates saying they want more cops. It's promises of well, 300 more cops, 500 more cops, new recruitment classes. That's not going to, yeah, that's not, issue, you guys. That's not going to put an, uh, the dent right now. I mean, three, 400 cops is not, we're a thousand, twelve hundred down. But the number one thing he said is, is to take on the issues of, uh, that, that are going to help police with guns, mm-hmm. getting guns off the street, coming up with a plan, letting the cops do their job, so to say. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, is retail thefts, you know, uh, being able to take on a DA and right. challenge him on these things that he's not prosecuting for. That's uh, people are, when have you ever seen big chain stores closing down, especially in center city, target, Wawa, yeah. uh, you know, you can't go to a store now to buy simple, simple uh, toiletries, toothpaste, you know, razor blades, they got to unlock everything. Yep. Yet you go right outside the city, you're, you're right back to normal where they actually prosecute for shoplifting. And right. they know that those that are doing it know they're going to be held accountable. Here they yep. don't have that. And we need to get that back. So yeah, Sherelle Parker brought that up. As a matter of fact, there's an issue the other night during the debate that there'd been a number of uh, robberies like that uh, on Moss at stores up in her district. And that kind of, you know, drives shoppers away from the shopping areas in her district and other districts. Um, well, you've seen, I'm sure, the last two weekends, large gatherings of people down by Live Casino, some other areas, things like that. Those kind of things. Are, are those the kind of issues you think need to be addressed? They all need to be. And, you know, bringing her up, they had a chance to fix this while they were in council. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're, you can't have people that, are, that have been on decades and, and say they're going to, they, they serve the city and now all of a sudden mm-hmm. when they were there, it didn't get done. It's things got to get done. People can't continue to point fingers and, you know, let's get together. Let's work together. I don't have any enemies in this game. Let's get together and fix this yep. and get the city back to where it needs to be. I mean, it's an embarrassment. People are not going to move their families, not to move businesses here if they don't feel safe. That's key. And right now they shouldn't feel safe. Right. I heard a lot of candidates uh, using the term day one. They're going to declare a state of emergency day one. They're going to sit down with everybody who should be at the table day one. Um, they're going to put their plan in place. Uh, I'm sure you're going to be standing at the door on day one with the door open, inviting them in to sit down and get this moving. Listen, whoever, you know, whether it's Jeff Brown, whoever wins, you know, we, we, we want to work with them. I'm not going to be an impediment. We want to make sure that we, we, we able, we're able to solve these problems. But, you know, a lot, a lot of these people day one, okay, Rebecca Reinhardt said in the in, in in the debate the other night, day one, about 50 times. I mean, that's going to be a long day. Um, you got to turn around and you got to look. The crime emergency, what's that going to do? There's a, it's an emergency right now. You're just not saying it. Right. Uh, stop and frisk. People talk about that. There was never real a real stop and frisk under Mike Nutter. We did our job. We did it respectfully and within the Constitution, and we treated people the way they wanted to be treated or the way they should be treated. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say that, you know, Stopping. We're not just throwing people on the wall and going through their pockets. It's not. It's not happening. It never did. You can't. Happen. The Justice Department is watching. You know, you can't do that. You know, there's court decisions out there, and you you're supposed to be doing it by the book. And from what I can tell, that's what's happening. Right. And in, in between that, you have to give the officers out there. They feel like you know they're throwing their hands up in the air and saying, you know, why should we risk getting hurt? Why should we risk getting arrested by a D by a district attorney that does not support the police? And why should we go out there and not feel appreciated, you know, and, and by the by the uh, administration? So they have a lot of questions, but you, you got to get that. You got to get the morale back up. You got to restore their uh, the ability for them to do the job, to want to do the job and to give them the support. You know, sometimes you, you're you going to screw up. You, yeah. you let the officer know you, you listen. You, you didn't do right here, you know, but, that you know, 
whack them from, you know, the beginning to the end of time, you know, take their gun, throw them on the bench. There's no need for a lot of that stuff. Let's get back to the basics. What's a solid plan in your mind to add police officers to the department? We talked about a thousand to twelve hundred down right now. Right. Um, many of those are not even on the street. They're in uh, units. They're in uh, offices. They're aides to high ranking. Um, we don't talk about that too much, but a lot of the high ranking officials in the police department have multiple aides. Those are police officers who are not on the street. Um, what do you want to see in terms of adding personnel? What's a solid plan? of adding police in the first, say, two years of the next administration? Well, we're in a, we're in part of that right now. I'm not waiting for the next administration. Right. We looked at the numbers of what they had for a budget for recruitment, and, and it was a quarter million dollars. And that's, that's you can't do anything with a quarter million dollars. You have to send the folks out right. to military bases, to churches, uh, to universities, not just in Philadelphia or surrounding counties, everywhere you can possibly cherry pick somebody to come in. A quarter million dollars is nothing. We went to city council and we got approval for an additional million. Right. Uh, we asked for two. We got one. Uh, we'll take it. And then we can move on, on the next budget. So we're working on that. Um, we're working with Harrisburg and the uh, MPO commission, which is the municipal police officers commission, which sets the rules uh, to tweak some rules there where we can bring some cops in. If you have a hundred recruits come up on a Saturday to mm-hmm. take the physical agility test and you miss the run by 30, 40, 50 seconds, whatever it is, or you miss the sit-up part of it uh, by six or seven. Everything else you're good at. I mean, you you passed the poly, you did everything. Why can't we bring those folks in Mm -hmm. and let them work towards that goal while they're in the academy? Give them a a test, give them a midterm, give them a final. That's what what happened when I went through 30 years ago. And and you're able to get to that point. And guess what? If you can't get to that point in eight or nine months, you shouldn't be a cop then. You can't make up, you're not working, and you can't make up them 50 seconds, whatever it may be. That would increase a lot because right now you're getting 100 people to come up on a Saturday. You may only leave with like 10 or 15 at the mm-hmm. end of that. So yeah. you're not getting enough notice. There's a lot of different things we can do to tweak that, to get them on and work through that, and that'll help us out tremendously. All right, Captain John Walker is now the head of recruitment. Uh, different kind of position for him, but as usual, he's being very aggressive at the beginning here to uh, try and bring more recruits on. Do you need a guy like that to run recruitment, to drive the bus basically, to get people to join the police department? Uh, We were in the, yes, uh, in in short, yes. A few years ago, if you remember, we were in the same position where we were, we were, it was like the ranks were dwindling. They Mm -hmm. put a guy by the name of Joe Bologna in there. And uh, within two years, he had us up past compliment. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's what we need to get uh, somebody like that in there. And and we saw, we saw how the, uh, the city took care of Joe Bologna. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's still going through his process. But, yeah, we need somebody that's aggressive, somebody that's not going to take no for an answer, mm-hmm. somebody that's going to say, well, we're not going to do this. Well, we need to do this. If you continue to do the way the, the recruitment, the way you've always done it, you're going to get the same result. Yeah. you got to you got to come up with new ideas. you got to you got to think of ways to get cops and get the kids off the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the uh, the um, home rule tra- charter with them, you know, coming in from outside the city needs to be tweaked. There's a lot of different things that can't get done. What you need to do is have somebody in there that's willing to do it and, and work hard to get it done. All right. I took a look at some of the crime numbers uh, yesterday. Um, murders are down about 10 percent. Shootings are down almost 17 percent. Uh, are you impressed by that? Uh, what do you think the reason behind that is? And obviously, those numbers are still way too high. Well, obviously, murders, anything that's are way too high. Shootings are still high. And again, it's summertime coming. But I think... You know, um, 
for months and months and months, we had, uh, you know, every morning you get up and you have a, a scan on your phone of what happened the night before. And it would be a you know, list after list long. Uh, yeah. More frequently, it, it comes up with no significant incidents, you know, the night before, which is which is a good thing. So yeah. I think that they're doing some things with John Stanford in the, in the number uh, number two spot to be able to pinpoint some of these things, to do it more smartly, to be able to uh, to be able to grab corners and areas and grids to put police there where they need to be to stop this stuff. Um, and, and if they don't, you got to hold these people on the street accountable. And I think that's starting to get out there and resonate. Now we just need uh, the guy over on Arch Street to get on our side yeah. and start prosecuting these cases. And I think that could that could do a hell of a lot to turn things around. Yeah. Do you have to get him to the table, John? I heard a couple of candidates the other night saying they wanted him at the table with everybody to kind of pressure him to do exactly what you're talking about. Well, there. that would be nice. And I think that would be a great thing, but I don't think you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. I think that, they're, you know, he has his own mind and his own mindset on doing things and mm -hmm. he does what he wants to do. And he really don't have to answer to anybody. So, yeah. uh, listen, I'll sit down with that guy anyway. We might not agree. Right. Um, we, we can get things under control here and get our cops straight. You know, I mean, we have a lawsuit coming up at the end of the month with him uh, on the do not call list. He wouldn't pay attention to us for three years. Now, all of a sudden, he mm -hmm. just took 180 people off of that do not call list and we scored yeah. them back to being able to do police work. So. All right. So anybody who doesn't know what that do not call list is, that's a list established by the DA's Office of Officers that they will not call to the stand to testify at trials. And that uh, severely hampers their ability to prosecute cases if you don't bring those people to for whatever reasons they are. And I think part of the problem there is what were some of the reasons that got you on that list? I know you differed with that. Um, and But if he's going to change it up and take people off it, that's a good thing and move things in the right direction, I'm assuming. Yeah, let's you know that you're right. That does hamper a lot of prosecution in, mm -hmm. um, and I think that that'll be a, it'll go a great way. Now, if we can keep it going and yeah. open that open that door and open that um, line of communication, that'd be great. The shooting investigation group that's been in place now a little bit over a year looks like it's up and running pretty solid. <clears throat> four lieutenants leading four squads. They're out on shootings immediately. They're using all kinds of new technology and things like that. Their closure rate or you know, success rate is going up a little bit here and there. Um, your thoughts on that part of it, handling shootings like that? Well, I think it's good because you, rather than just getting the, going in and, and having a detective take mm -hmm. that and, and, and put that on the on a shelf and get to it maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe three weeks, maybe longer. Mm -hmm. You know, um, nobody wants to wait that long if somebody's been shot or a family member, somebody was injured. So I think get, having that group out there, is good at, you know they can attack the issue right away you mm -hmm. know get some leads do what they need to do in the first uh, day or two in order to uh to get these people off the street as quick as possible okay i want to talk to you about uh, about about a month ago we had three police officers uh in philadelphia uh either shot at shot and wounded or killed temple university police officer now sergeant uh, posthumously uh chris fitzgerald um we had uh, officer giovanni masonette seriously wounded uh, we had three other officers fired upon a couple of days uh, after Sergeant Fitzgerald passed away. Um, it almost seemed right there like it was open season on police officers again here in Philadelphia. Um, your thoughts about that time period and the kind of pressure that officers are on are in uh, these days and the danger they're in? Well, it's dangerous, you know, every day they go out there. So it's just more prevalent now. What you're seeing is I don't know whether it's something – with, the, with this generation growing up, they're not afraid to pull a trigger. You mm -hmm. see that not only with police, but 
look at some of these videos that are out there. Yeah. They're insane. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, the quicker we get a hold of this, the better. But, you know, our guys and girls go out there right now. They have the equipment they need, but they don't have the people to back them up. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the one thing you know, and you know this from all your years of experience, yeah. when somebody's calling for help, you want somebody to answer. Yeah. And right now, you know, it's it's far and few between where we're getting the help we need. You know, you want to hear that cavalry coming. You yeah. heard it outside part or outside the casino a couple mm-hmm. Sunday nights ago. Mm-hmm. You know, when have you ever thought of anybody or saw anybody that sits there and surrounds police cars mm-hmm. and, and breaks the windows or, or rips off the mirrors? You know, there's got to be a message sent here that that yeah. ain't going to happen again. Uh, and the quicker we send that, the better off we're going to be. Yeah. Um, I talk to folks in the ranks all the time. I'm hearing about uh, night shifts in some of these districts with two or three cars out there, max. Um, that's not enough <clears throat> at any time during the day in some of these large districts. Right. Um, your thoughts about the staffing levels for patrol? Well, the staffing levels levels are at a critical critical uh, period, a critical line and critical whatever you want to call it. There's nobody there. We just met earlier in the week with uh, some of the uh, deputies regarding some of the districts where they, mm-hmm. you know, we've shown where there's nobody there. You need to hire, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's got to be a minimum ha- manpower, which there is, but they got to enforce making sure that we have that. Right. You can't anticipate sick calls or, or, you know, emergencies or whatsoever. You got to make sure that you have those six or eight officers that are committed to that area for that night. Right. And if you don't, if you only have three or four, you got to hire, go city wise and see there's cops out there that don't want to make the money. Yeah. Uh, let's let's bring them up and let's let's do what we need to do to make sure that not only the officers safe, but the people living in that area mm-hmm. know that if they call nine one one, somebody's going to come. Yeah. Um, starting salary for the police department, I'm seeing. I think it's fifty seven thousand something in that range, and then you get you get moved up pretty quickly. Would you like to see that increased as kind of an enticement to come to Philadelphia? Some well, of these outside county police departments pay a lot more money than that. Yeah, and you know what? Our guys think that, too. And, and of course, I'm going to take whatever money they're going to give us. Uh, during my term here and the time that I've been here, we've we've uh, increased wages almost 55%, which is big. So, I mean, us comparing uh, to other departments like Lower Marion, whether it's uh, Warminster, we can't because right. they're little, you know, you know, 20, 30, 40-man departments. We have 7,000. So there's a lot of zeros behind that. Yes. You know, we're going to try and take whatever we can. But, you know, when you look at it and, and what you don't see, too, uh, Dave, is a lot of the people that leave to go to these departments mm-hmm. also come back to Philly right. within a within a, a few months because they realize they go out there. The medical benefits are nowhere even close to what we have. We have the mm-hmm. best in the country. Right. We have the sharpest pencil in, in that industry uh, in the country. Um, mm-hmm. We have a strong union, which is going to back you up. Some of these places tell you when to come to work, when to go home. Uh, you're working overtime. It's not overtime. It's comp time. If you don't like it, you have no, re- you know, you know, you have no recourse. So they see what they have. They can't get a day off and they realize, Hey, this ain't what I want. Let me go back to Philly where, you know, and, and they do, they come back. I'm not saying every one of them, but a good bit of them do come back. And uh, they know that the grass is not always greener on the other side, but as far as money, give mm-hmm. me, I'll take whatever I'll sit down and we'll take whatever we can. We just got a $2,000 signing bonus for those coming on at right. 400 retention. That's that was 28. When you look at that, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it's 28 million dollars with all the cops that we have. So that's a big nut. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about officer retention. Are the numbers still high folks that are leaving the department in terms of either retirement, decided kind of they've had enough and they're leaving that kind of thing? Are those numbers starting to go down? Are they still pretty high? They're pretty high. We got we got a lot of officers that are signed up for the drop. 
So right. they're gonna, you know, I think we have four or five hundred right now in the drop. We mm-hmm. have uh, people that are injured, people that are uh, going out on disability, and those that are just saying, you know, we, I'm, they might have a year left. They say, man, I'm just going to run my time, right? And get the hell out of here as quick as I can. Yeah. So. Yeah. Last year they and the year before, I believe they used a program where they brought back some officers, let them stay an extra year. You they're know, doing they're, that. Yeah, yeah, we're doing what that. What do you so, think about that to retain the good cops, the cops who have all the experience that have been here for a long time? I think it's good. We can bring back anybody. I think they would. I, I wish they would extend it. You know, over a year. Uh, but I think people are looking, and hopefully, uh, they're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, knowing that right. you know we might have some new leadership here, and uh, we might be able to get some backing, and we might be able to get the support that we need to get things done, to make them feel like they want to come to work and do the job. Okay. Can I ask you, um, there's been two mass shootings in the past two weeks. Um, one was in Memphis. Uh, one was in Louisville the other day. Um, again, serious crimes that nobody wants to wake up and see that. Uh, it's uh, It's been horrible. 146 mass shootings in the country already this year. We're only, uh, you know, in the middle of April kind of thing. But the last two in Memphis and in Louisville – kind of have been textbook takedowns by the police uh, when it comes to dealing with a mass shooter. Uh, your thoughts on, A, the mass shootings, and B, the way officers have been handling them of late. There was a lot of praise for the Memphis police and for the Louisville police. Body cam video came out right away. Uh, security video came out right away. They were very transparent about how those incidents were handled. Your thoughts on that? I think that the officers in both of those situations did a great job. Um, I know that here in Philadelphia, our SWAT team uh, and all those units that work with SWAT on those such uh, instances uh, are doing a great job. They're always training. Uh, You know, hopefully they won't have to put that into play, but they are ready to go. Um, And as far as mass shootings, I'm interested in seeing the numbers where they were 10 years ago. Is it more prevalent now because Mm -hmm. there's more attention to it? Uh, is it the same amount of numbers or now or do we have more? So mm-hmm. we're in the process of looking at that. But I think right now um, one life lost is too many. But, I mean, nine-year-old uh, kids, and stuff, it, it, it's you can't fathom that. But yeah. I think our, our folks are ready to go if need be, and uh, we would get that job done, and hopefully yeah. we won't have to. Yeah. Uh, most of the time we see body cam video. It's, it's not good for the police. Um, but in that instance in uh, Memphis – uh, that was incredible. The two young officers who went in and the other officers who were clearing rooms, working their way towards the shooter and then took the shooter down. I'm sure you've seen some of that video. Your thoughts on those two young officers who one was a five year veteran or four year veteran. One was a nine year veteran, right. still like early 30s. Your, your thoughts about the bravery and heroism you kind of demonstrated. They uh, they did a great job. They should be recognized for it. I think their training kicked in. Uh, the one was a Marine. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, his training from the uh, from the service. Um, kicked in there and and they knew exactly what they do. And again, during that time, your adrenaline's pumping. Yeah. Uh, you're not thinking about what can happen to you. You're thinking about how you can save, especially in this instance, kids, yeah. uh, young kids and, and people that are still stuck in there. You need yeah. to get them out and get them out quick. All right. Can I go back to Jeff Brown for a second? Um, the endorsement's all good. It's a nice press release. It'll be in a, probably in a campaign ad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a campaign ad about, winning the endorsement and, you know, what he's going to do to affect crime, that kind of thing. There already is one, and he has a plan put together. Does that translate also, John, on Election Day or on primary day, May 16th, into boots on the ground from you guys? Yeah, to absolutely. People to the polls? Without a doubt, we're going to put a, a record number of people in the key areas that we need to think 
or that we think uh, are going to be heavy turnouts where we can sway the vote. Uh, that'll be South Philly. The River Wards Northeast is going to be big. Uh, they're going to be identifiable by their FOP hat, shirts, mm-hmm. brown, you know, on there. Uh, we're going to push for, for him. We're going to have a uh, record number of people, like I said. And on top of that, we're going to do our normal. We're going to do our mailings. I'm going to do robocalls. I'm going to be wherever he needs me to be okay. uh, in areas where he figures will be the best uh, yeah. used to be able to pull him in votes. Yeah. Listen, I know you've been critical of a whole bunch of stuff the last uh, couple of terms with the mayor. Uh in here, he didn't get some very good grades during that debate uh, from the other candidates. Um, is it time for a new day in Philadelphia, given what's gone on here the last few years? I think so. I think, um, I mean, you know, there's much good that's been done. Uh, mm-hmm. It's starting to take a turn now that we need uh, we need to get a handle on that. And, and we need, I don't know whether to say checked out is a good word, but we need somebody to check back in to make sure that we get things done and uh, that the government, you know, right now everybody is just looking to, to bail out and go, you know, find something to survive on, yeah. you know, after he leaves. And we need still, we have a lot of work to get done here in the city. Yeah. Uh, we have people that are still paying taxes that want to feel like they're getting the service. Yeah. Uh, so we need to get back to basics and and, uh, and uh, tune in for here for the yeah. next uh, six months. Yeah. I see a lot of new restaurants opening. I see a lot of building condos and apartments and stuff around Philadelphia. Um, they need to straighten out this crime problem quickly uh, make better progress for that to continue. Would you agree with that? Yes, I think we uh, we need to turn around uh, the low level, street level crimes, the retail thefts, these people that are running around peddling drugs right in front of the officers' faces, these things that are happening on Delaware Avenue with, with surrounding cops. Send that message. We're not going to take this anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to, you know, you're going to be held accountable. Uh, and you know, let's listen. What we used to do during them times is bring highway patrol down there, you know, on them, on the wheels, you know, you get, you see 60 or 70 of them coming at you, you, you you're ass and elbows. You're, you're not going to be staying, sticking around there long. Uh, but we don't have 60 or 70 wheels right now. So we gotta, we gotta figure out better ways to find out where they're meeting up, surround them, take the four wheelers, take the motorcycles and, 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 uh, and send that message. Um, but yeah, I think we got to get back to basics. I think, uh, we need to give the officers the support. We need to show the committee community that we care you want to get mm-hmm. Yeah. And how's the uh, the relationship with the community, you think, these days with the police? Uh, it seems to be improving. We're great. From what, I think, I, from what I've been hearing. They want us out there. They want help. They want police. Yeah. Uh, everywhere that I go, I mean, people can say, that you know, there's mistrust. There's this. I don't see it. I see them saying we want more police in every neighborhood. So um, they, they, they want people on their block. They want to be able to let their kids out. They want to be able to have block parties right now. You're in standstill until we get this under control. So, um, yeah, they want us out there. Okay. John, listen, I know you're a busy man. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Uh, uh, thank you for letting us announce the endorsement of Jeff Brown uh, and giving that to us to talk about today with some breaking news. And uh, we look forward to that. I wish you the best of luck the next couple of weeks and uh, keep going strong. And uh, I'm sure Jeff Brown is counting on you guys to deli- help deliver the vote on uh, primary day. Well, let's hope we can get it done. Thanks, Dave. All right, John. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. That's it for Philly Prime this week, folks. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.